Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Whether or not we're conscious of it or not, we hold ourselves back a little bit. So you have to build up a confidence you have to put the fear aside. You got to hear it. You got to see the possible pitfalls, but you got to just jump in and push forward and have some trust that your tenacity, your grit, your hard work, and the quality of people you have around you are going to solve the problems as you encounter them. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Mike Kading. Mike is based in Forest Lake in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota. He is the CEO of Norhart, which designs, builds, and rents apartments. They are committed to solving America's housing shortage and affordability crisis. In their current portfolio are 12 properties in Minnesota, totaling over 800 units, all built by Norhart. Mike, can you give us a little bit more information about your background and what you're currently focused on? Yeah. So overseeing at Norhart, our big goal is to drive down the cost of housing. Imagine someday if your rent was half. Imagine if your mortgage payment was half. 
We are already developing ways to do construction that drive down the cost 20 to 30% less than anywhere else we see it. And there's a number of techniques we use to execute on that. But our dream is to get to a point where we have 50% or more reduction in the cost of construction of housing. You know, the follow-up question that begs itself, Mike, is how do you do that? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. There's a lot of techniques that we apply to this. Well, to give you some sense of it, one technique we do is bring everything in house. So typically, the owner is different than the general contractor who's different than the contractors doing the work, getting things done, who's different than the supplier and the manufacturer. We brought all of that in house. We have the plumbing, the electrical, HVAC. We do the site selection. We own or lease the properties. We are producing precast concrete panels and planks. We're producing wall panels. When you do that, you can now unlock things you can't normally unlock. Our current project is a $100 million project that we're working on. And would typically take like 15 months to complete. We're getting that done in like nine months. And what happens is you can take a building and subdivide it into its subcomponents, like a unit. And we then measure how fast we can produce every unit. And right now we're down to a point where we can produce each apartment unit every five hours. And we think we can get that down to two hours and less. And we're working with groups like Toyota, who in their world, they produce a car every 55 seconds. But you do that by just compressing the area of the places that people work within that project, and you save money that way. There's several dozen of techniques like that that we can apply to driving down the cost of housing. So because you have everything in-house from owning the deal to planning it to building it out, the subs are not necessarily subcontractors because they work for you. That is where you are seeing the cost savings and the time savings, which leads to additional cost savings. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, that's one key point. Another one is just the staff. One of the things we really work hard on doing is finding the world's best staff, like literally world-class. We fly people in to work every week at our site for doing certain tasks. In another sense, we have one guy that Steve Jobs announces the iPhone in 2007. He walks off stage and this employee then followed up Steve Jobs on that same stage afterward. So you get a very high caliber of team. You build a culture that's very different than the construction industry. Construction's typically rough and tumble and difficult and rough. We don't bring those kinds of people on. We bring on a beat positive, engaged kind of people. And if they're high caliber, positive people, they come together and they change the way things are done. Just incredible team is another part of that puzzle. This puzzle seems remarkably complicated, Mike. I think that's probably the number one reason that there aren't that many companies doing what it is that you do and realizing the affordability and construction that you are realizing. As the CEO, are you the founder of Norhart? My parents originally started the business and kind of an interesting story in that they really wanted me to join the business, but... I didn't want anything to do with it originally because I didn't want people to think it was given to me. I was always driven to try to make some meaningful impact on the world. And eventually I worked past my own ego to realize what an opportunity we have here to take this really small business at the time and grow it into something much larger. But what's interesting is that within a few years of joining, my dad 
unexpectedly passed away. And overnight, I had what felt like the weight of the world on my shoulders, and we needed to get in there and solve things. And then what's interesting is I really didn't know what I was doing. And in some ways, that was the key. Because we started questioning everything. We started questioning, why are things being done the way that they're being done? Why do you have all these different trades and stuff separate? And we didn't know how hard it would be to bring it all under one roof. As you mentioned, I think if I knew what I knew today, back then I might be a lot more cautious because of the pain and suffering that goes into making all this happen. But I'm grateful for having that naivety back then to be able to push us in a way that we can really meaningfully impact the cost of construction. Meaningfully impacting the cost of construction and solving the affordability crisis. Are you building what would be considered affordable housing? Great question. This is a bit of a misconception. We are not building affordable housing. We're actually building some of the highest quality properties in Minnesota. The way we look at it is we want to drive down the cost of construction, scale up nationally. So we're already working to expand to Texas. We got a factory here in Minnesota, as well as building one in Mexico. But we're expanding out this process nationally. And then if we can do that at the national level and provide enough units to the marketplace, then supply and demand factors start impacting things. And now we can sustainably nationwide reduce the cost of housing for everyone. So our goal is that long-term perspective, that decade or longer to get to that kind of level. But that's the kind of impact I think we can have to sustainably, meaningfully change the cost of housing. If we just lowered rent today on one building, yeah, it's great. It's one little nugget in the vast sea of the United States. But if we can do it in a way that impacts everyone, it's much more where our heart is at. What does that kind of scale look like? Mike, I'll come back to that question. The corollary or the parallel that comes to mind for me is Amazon. They have made themselves so ubiquitous by focusing on scale for a long time before profitability, building out what a lot of people thought was too complex, too complicated to work. I'm not saying this to promote Amazon or their business model, but they obviously achieved the critical mass required to greatly impact the industries that they work in, whatever you want to call them, shipping, delivery, consumer goods. What does that critical mass look like in apartments, Mike? Mm. And I love that analogy you brought up. Say what you will about Amazon, love them or hate them. One thing they have done is drive down the cost of providing a high quality product at your door overnight. It's amazing. In some ways, we're working to execute on a very similar strategy because they have now shipping and stuff in-house too. It's incredible what they've done. For us, we've been doubling in size every year. And our goal is over the next 10 years to reach about 192,000 units is our goal right now and scale up to about 60,000 units per year in production pace in about 10 years. 60,000 units of production pace. That's massive. Yeah. At what point are you projecting to have some semblance of control over the supply and demand balances in apartments in the U.S. or in the markets that you're working in? To produce enough units to start meaningfully impact price, honestly, it's probably a decade or even a little bit more than that. It just takes a long time to reach that kind of scale. Gotcha. So... A decade to get there and then another decade to build at that pace. 
Well, I think once we start hitting those kind of paces, we can meaningfully impact the markets we're in. We're already getting close to the point in Minnesota that we can have a meaningful impact. But yeah, to do it nationwide, it's going to take a decade or a little longer. We are recording in mid to late January 2023. I don't expect it to be too long before this episode airs, but how have the current and recent economic and real estate market climates impacted the way that you all do business? Mm, That's a great question. What's interesting is because our costs are so low, we can typically build buildings for a lower price point than what banks have been willing to lend us cash for. There's certain rules, as your audience probably knows about, having cash into a project, but we've worked with our banks in a way that we can pull that cash back out in a pretty quick timeline. And so we've been able to grow and actually generate cash at the point of construction with each project we do, which I don't know of anyone who has achieved that kind of level. What's interesting though, is now that interest rates have risen and that banks have become more skittish and debt storage coverage ratios are hitting, we're seeing proceeds go down. So prior, we would have 75% of value they would provide a loan on. Now it's probably more like 55, 60% of value. And now we're having to put cash into projects. So that has been a change for us. It's accelerated our push toward driving down the cost even further. And we are now launching over the next few months, a invest platform. It's made for more retail investors to put money into an account that feels a little bit like a savings account. It isn't, but it earns a rate of return that's much higher than a typical bank account would. So we're submitting our SEC approvals here right now. That's going to take a few months before all that completely launches up. But that's a bit of change for us just in how we raise capital. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCon.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. Mike, I am feeling some of what you're saying within my own business. I'm an apartment Mm -hmm. owner operator in Cincinnati, Ohio. As my personal portfolio has scaled, I have started a property management company and then taken on third-party management clients to scale the management company so that I can deliver a better service to Mm -hmm. everyone. After starting the management company, I started a renovations company, general contracting, whatever you want to call it, primarily for the purpose of maintaining, renovating my own portfolio and my management portfolio, but also taking on third-party projects so that I could scale to the point of delivering a higher quality product while keeping everything in-house. And now I'm branching into doing some third-party heating and air installs and service. I'm thinking about adding 
electrical and plumbing to get that kind of mechanical trifecta. In a lot of ways, there's money to be made there doing it third party, but also it gives me a lot more control within my own portfolio when I have my own HVAC technician that I can dictate what he does, where he goes. We service everything in the portfolio in the fall and in the spring so that in the winter and the summer, we have no issues. And I'm following a similar bring it in-house path to what you are. Mm. Best ever listeners, I'm going to hijack the show again to really just ask questions for myself and hope you gain value from them as well. <laughs> Mike, based on what I've said thus far and your experience building Norhart, what advice do you have for me in bringing in-house trades, expertises that I've never had myself as I build out my companies? Mm. I would say first, make sure it's part of a cohesive strategy. So if it's just miscellaneous random stuff you're adding on, it would be tough to continue that long-term. But if you have a strategy, if you know the overall pattern, what you're doing, then I would say be mindful that when you first bring someone in-house, it's going to be more painful initially. What we often find is that that first few months, the first year or so, figuring out those details, we don't actually save money when bringing something in-house. but after you get past that, then yes, the savings do come in driving down some of those costs. To give you an example of that, just recently, it was precast concrete. So precast concrete are these giant beams, columns, planks that go into the foundation, the parking garages of our structures. They can also help build up very tall buildings as well. And there's only a couple of companies in the state that can do that kind of work. Their lead time was six months to a year. And I think in places like Texas, it's longer than that. It's like a year to two years right now. And we just couldn't do that. So we took all that in-house, which is great because now we're in a better spot because of that. But the initial period of time, it's painful. So just be ready for that pain, be prepared for that. And then lastly, that pain goes down if you hire the right people. So if you get a really good caliber, high quality person, that pain can go almost to zero. I've had that where it's gone really well. And I've also hired people that, oh, shoot, this is a mistake. And now you're going through trying to find somebody else, trying to work all that out. So get the right people as well is a really important piece. How do you know when you have the right people? So we are a little crazy about this. We really push to find the world-class, top-of-the-top best people. We have got, I think, 14 recruiters on staff right now that just proactively reach out to people because the right people are not looking for a job. You've got to reach out and find them. But then we do behavioral interviews. So I think that's helpful. I think we do multiple rounds of interviews. But even so, even the best people I've talked to that have done this well, the ratio is about 50%. We get it right 50% of the time for finding the very, very best people. So I think another piece of this is just being honest about that. At our orientations, we talk about having really high bar and we offboard people really well. With a strong severance package, we help people find jobs. We give people letters of recommendation on their way out as well. And so just realizing you can't always do it perfectly and just being better about helping people out of the organization after you realize it's not the right fit. Digging a little bit more into that, hiring great people, the right people, and people who are not necessarily looking, what recommendations do you have for structuring a compensation package or other benefits or something beyond that, that is going to compel these people to join you at Norhart and join me at my companies. Yeah. 
I would say number one is build the right culture. So for us, that culture is very different than traditional construction. So for the people that like the rough and tumble environment, they're just going to be not excited about our group. But typically, the ones that are more positive, engaging, just a better overall person are going to become more attractive just because that's the culture that we built. So that's one. But as far as compensation, my philosophy is pay top of market. Pay and benefits should never be a reason why someone leaves our organization. And the reason that is, is the best people, even though they're more expensive, are worth it. They produce at a level that's two, three, five, even 10 times as much as the average person. And most business leaders don't truly understand that. So they try to cut costs by getting someone that's 10 or 20 or 30% less. Don't do that. Get the best people. As far as creative benefits, we don't look into our industry. Frankly, I don't think construction or real estate is the most cutting edge in the world. We look at tech, for example, Google, Netflix, Amazon. So we have unlimited pay time off for all of our construction workers, even frontline people. Basically, everything that Google offers, we offer, except we don't have childcare on site just because having childcare on a construction site, I don't know if that's entirely legal, but pretty much all the benefits those other platforms have, we just copied. I imagine with unlimited time off, you're pretty strict on holding to construction deadlines. Is that fair? Not in a way that makes people feel like they can't take time off. I think the key there is if you hire great people, you don't need a bunch of rules. So you back away, you give them freedom and flexibility, but great people are self-motivated to do what they believe is the right thing to do. And if they're not in that camp and they're not self-motivated, if they're not pushing themselves to be the best in the world of what they do, they're just not going to be a fit here long-term. But it's very rare that I see abuse in the unlimited time off just because the caliber of people we have here, it's not really a concern. That's awesome. Within compensation, have you ever considered or do you do anything like profit share? We don't. There's bonuses. There's a lot of that stuff we've thought about. The older I get, the more I realize that if I hire great people, things just kind of work out. So what we do is, let's say other companies are offering 150000 a year for a position, and they offer a 30000 a year profit share bonus. Say, okay, great. We'll offer you one hundred eighty-five. <laughs> so we'll just assume all of that is just part of their base compensation. The employees tend to like it because they know there's nothing around it. They're just going to get their pay no matter what. And it simplifies everything. And we have great people. They're not as motivated by whether or not they get their bonus or not. We just give it to them up front. That makes a lot of sense that you put such an emphasis on hiring great people, especially when you are engaging in so many new initiatives, even within your industry. That makes a whole lot of sense. What other advice do you have for people who are looking to replicate, imitate, align with that part of your business model of bringing every component of your business plan in-house? Be okay with the unknown. I think we are all afraid of new space, new ideas, new ways of doing things. And whether or not we're conscious of it or not, we hold ourselves back a little bit. So you have to build up a confidence. You have to put the fear aside. You got to hear it. You got to see the possible pitfalls, but you got to just jump in and push forward and have some trust that your tenacity, your grit, your hard work, and the quality of people you have around you are going to solve the problems as you encounter them.
Mike, unfortunately, this is a short form podcast and we're coming to the end of our time. It's time to transition. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes, I am. What is the best ever book you've recently read? No Rules Rules by Reed Hastings. It talks about some of these concepts that we're talking about now, about finding the best people, reducing rules and restrictions and empowering them to do great things. I'll be looking for that on Audible later this afternoon. What is your best ever way to give back? You know, when you have great people, they find ways to get back into the community. One recent one we did was Hearts and Hammers. It was literally half of the company showed up on a Saturday, not paid, where we went and repaired this elderly man's house. It was really heartwarming to see. Thus far, Mike, at Norhart, what is the biggest mistake you've made and the best ever lesson that resulted from it? It's going to sound similar to what we just talked about, but I didn't always understand the importance of hiring the best people. Actually, I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but at one point we'd hire on temp employees and have them try to do construction. It was a disaster. It does not work well. So eventually much smarter people than me came around side me and said, Mike, nice attempt, but let's help you get to where you need to be. And hiring the best people is hands down the one thing that changed everything for us in our company. On that note, what is your best ever advice? Hire the best people. You might be scared. It might be more expensive. You might think you don't have enough money to pay for it. But honestly, jump into it and they will way outperform what you ever anticipated, making the cost well worth it. That's awesome. Last question. Where can people get in touch with you? You can visit our website, norhart.com. That's N-O-R-H-A-R-T. And you can see things like our new podcast that we're launching, as well as that invest platform. Awesome. Those links are in the show notes. Mike, thank you. Best ever listeners, thank you as well for tuning in. If you've gained as much value from this episode as I have, please do subscribe to our show. Leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend so that we can add value to them as well with our conversation today. Thank you and have a best ever day. Thanks for having me.